A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm Amy Ravel, following on from the singing from last week. <laughs> and I'm Kirsty Ferugia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's could the opposite least, of singing? <laughs> yeah, could you sing it in a baritone voice? And I'm Kirsty Ferugia. <laughs> so if you are already regretting hitting play <laughs> on today's episode... <laughs> We understand. We promise it can only get better from here. (laughs) We're talking ironically about balance, which is not the reason that I did high and Kirsty did low. (laughs) No. But we are talking about balance today and what balance is, how it relates to decluttering and organising, how it can be a tool for helping you achieve an intentional life and intentional living that you may be aiming for. Um, Kirst, tell me. Do you like the word balance or does it kind of give you the heebie-jeebies? It gives me the heebie-jeebies probably because like I just think of that childhood, um, what is it, seesaw? Oh, yeah, those horrible, horrible. Yeah, and I like. Equipment of torture. Yeah, I always like standing in the middle and trying to get the balance. Like, you know. Yeah, no, I was, no, that's for all like the really, the girls who were gymnasticky could always do that. Us girls that were more like basketball and shot put and like 100-metre sprinters could never do that. Okay. We would fall off. So tell us about what that is. Oh, no, just like trying to get the seesaw to balance in the middle. And it was hard. And I think that the word balance is hard because you're always like – you're always having to reposition yourself. You're always Mm. trying to like trying to find where that equilibrium is. And it's just that it's constant. Yeah. 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 It's, it's balance is really the the annoying thing. I I hate balance. I think it's stupid just putting it out there (laughs) at the start. Um, but the thing, like I just think about when you're trying to balance in any other situation. So if you were trying to balance on one leg, if you were trying to balance a seesaw, if you're trying to do any of that, you have to make a hundred different micro adjustments in order to maintain balance. 
And if you're spending all your energy and time in making micro adjustments, and I'm not just talking about standing on my leg, but when you're trying to get that balance in family life, in work, in fitness, in health, in mindset, in spirituality, in love, in all of the things, if you're trying to find balance, you're constantly having to assess and make tiny little changes. Whereas I feel like that's a bit of a waste of time. Or it's a big use of energy, maybe. Yeah, because I feel like then your energy is actually going into focusing on being balanced. Yes. And not the living. Yeah, like yeah, even not doing if you're the thinking, things. Yeah, even if you're thinking about like standing on one leg, like what is the purpose of standing on one leg? Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and there might be some really good reasons. You might be having a medical exam where they have to see if you can stand on one leg. Like there is a time and a purpose and a season but for the majority of like that's not what you should be focusing on and I feel like that word balance makes you focus on the balance yeah on the wrong thing yeah Yeah, not the actual things that you're so I think yeah and I think if we go to the heart behind balance it's about how do you engage and enjoy multiple things that are of importance to you like that's what we're talking about isn't it Is that the crux of it? Well, and that's what like you opened with what intentional living, Mm -hmm. like how and the how. And so, and this is what the concept isn't a bad concept about fine figuring out how you do the things that you love doing or the the people that you love or what you want to be putting your hand to. Like there's nothing. Yeah, that's not the issue. No. The focusing on how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. And trying to get it right all the time. Yeah. Like I think there's so much expectation in this um, word balance that that, that it's achievable or that it's even a thing. Like why, 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 why? At some point did somebody say we have to find balance? Well, I know why because people, and we see this all the time, that people tilt into too much of one thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not eating a balanced diet, you might be binging on Ferrero shares like I just did. I did wonder what you were eating because I could hear the packet before. I have not had a Ferrero share in years. Which surprises me because you do like Nutella. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Anyway, but let's like take it, yeah, like, or you, you know, people are workaholics and they're tipping too much into work and not into family responsibilities. Mm. So there's absolutely, I can absolutely see why we've come to this need for having balance, mm. quotation marks. But I think that this is, I've just read the definition of balance that Belinda has put in our notes for us. Thank yeah. you again, Ben. Um, an even even distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. Now, this is what I want to question. Why do we put so much priority and emphasis on remaining upright and steady in life? Mm. Like Because that means if you're not, then do you, are you... Is there something intrinsically wrong? Wrong with you. Like, and so I just, that just stood out to me in that, like to remain upright and steady. And yet what happens when you have a mental health crisis? What happens Mm. if 
you fall and break your arm. Like, yeah, yeah. you have a, or you're like the Ravels at the moment and we have a Houdini mouse in our house. That has thrown us into imbalance because we're obsessed with catching Houdini. Mm-hmm. Imbalance. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, find, I feel this tension today between calling out the, like, the BS on, like, why, do we, why is society telling us that we need to remain upright and steady? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, how do we combat our tendencies to fall out of balance, like, to tilt into something that isn't sustaining for too long? Yeah, and I would question the like when when you talk about it being upright and steady. Like I want to be in when you talk about it in terms of character. Mm-hmm. I want to be someone of character who is upright and steady, but that's not what balance is. Like when it's talking about balance, it's talking about like the functionality of upright, as in vertical, mm-hmm. and steady, as in not wavering, but not a character flaw. Like it's not sorry, not a character. Um, I can't think of the word, but it, it's not about defining a character when we're talking about balance with uprightness and steadiness because that is something that you can aim to achieve and aim to want to have without feeling like you then have the balance of all of the factors in your life. I have balance between um, – and, and balance – so. I have so many thoughts that my mouth is not catching up. I know because I'm even questioning like, yes, you can desire to have a character that's upright and steady, but do you, like, what happens when you make a mistake? Like where is the grace and the mercy for not being upright and steady in a moment? Yeah. Do you know, like, are we looking at the big picture of somebody's character? I I was in this beautiful conversation this morning about, you know, when you walk, when you're in the supermarket, Mm -hmm. and this is, so shout out to my friend Summer who made this point. When you walk in the supermarket and you see a mum who's lost their cool with their kids. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, some of us go to judgment, some of us go to compassion. Mm. Her point was that we're only seeing a micro portion of her day. Yeah. And so we don't know what's gone on before. We don't know how many times she's asked the kid not to climb out of the shopping trolley Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. that moment or, you know, whatever the situation may be. Yeah. And so I also want to challenge that upright and steady. What if we're only catching a glimpse of somebody not being upright and steady? Oh, and I'm, yeah, and I'm... Um, using it as a self-reflection tool rather than a tool in which to view others through. Oh, no, and I'm meaning it in the same way. Like how do you have grace for yourself when you're not upright and steady mm, in a mm. moment? Like I think it's that like you have a char- you definitely have the characteristics and the character of being upright and steady, Amy. And how do you have grace for yourself? Yeah, when you when don't, you're not perfect. <laughs> and the and same I, with all of balance. Like if we're talking yeah. about character, if we're talking about um, it, like anything that we could apply balance to. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about a seesaw for a minute because one of the things I'm thinking is why do we talk about a seesaw being an instrument of balance? Because actually it's an instrument of imbalance because a seesaw is so very rarely if only for a microsecond on its way from imbalance to imbalance, actually balanced. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same really when you're standing on one foot is you're constantly adjusting. And so the, the micro moments of actually being balanced is very minimal. And so maybe it's actually to, to have balance, what you need to identify are what are the big things that are going to be contributing. So for us, Kirst, there might be business, family and health. Or for someone, it might be sport and um, their work and their men's poker night. Like what are the big things that you actually want to keep in balance? Or maybe it is like the work-life balance. It's like I understand that work is a really big part of my life and my family's a really big part of my life. And so what does it mean for that seesaw to be um, in motion? That it's not about it actually being in balance. It's about it going sometimes family requires more, sometimes work requires more. And so the idea of balance is more about the items that you're trying to balance than achieving equilibrium. Yeah. And because when we're talking about a seesaw, when you're just speaking about a seesaw, I actually had that image of the scales of justice. So yes. Yeah. Like yeah. That in, and in that case, we do want it to be even or, you know, depending on like, but so if we're weighing money or weighing something, you know, like in the olden days where they had weights to, or, you know, even if you're going, I'm, I'm just thinking about those scale, a scale, yeah, a two-sided but scale. Sometimes you do want things to be in balance. Yeah, but that's less, I'm just going to, I feel like that's more about, um, fairness than about the balance that we're talking about like I think when you do the when you're talking about the scale side of balance you're talking about accuracy and fairness and equitability equability I can't say the word what's the word yeah that I won't one. be able to say either to make it equitable it. Mm-hmm. um but what we're talking about is very different to that what we're talking about is as Brooke McCallery would call it is the tilt so what are the contributing factors that you would like to try and focus on and and tilt between or to lean into what are the things that you're going to lean into and what are the things that you're not going to lean into because I actually think that in order to have somewhat of a balance you need to decide what you're not going to lean into um for example I would say that the two main things that I try and balance is family and work. And when I'm with family, like I don't have, when we're sitting and having dinner or we're talking to Cal, I don't have my work email open on my phone or anything like that. Like, cause I'm in, like I'm in with the family. I'm in doing that. When I'm at basketball with the kids, I'm at basketball with the kids. I'm not answering the work phone. I'm not doing any of that. And then when I'm at work, you're leaning into work. And so what are the two things or three things or 10 things for you that are part of what you want to achieve balance in? What are those big important factors? And what are they for you, Curse? And do you agree? I think a big theme of mine this week in particular has been community. Mm-hmm. and figuring out things in community. Mm-hmm. And so I th- think, this is me verbally processing, mm-hmm. that sometimes you need to do things, you need to find tilting or tipping into or leaning into mm-hmm. needs to be done in community. Can you explain? So, yeah. So you, for you, for me, 
I need to be aware and acknowledge how my family are feeling about how much I'm working. Gotcha. So your balance can't be achieved necessarily as a island. Yes. Okay. I like this. And so the same with health. Like, and we all know people who have gone like, and let's just put it out there that we shouldn't be judging other people, even our family members and people that we live with and stuff, but it's hard. (laughs) And it's hard when their choices impact on us. Um, And, and yeah. yeah. So how do we, cause you know, my kids said to me this morning, I hate it when you go to the gym in the morning cause I don't see you in the morning. And I'm mm. like, I really, I hear you. I appreciate yep. that. However, I work commitments mean that I can't go to the gym during the day. And actually my gym's not open during the day. I was going to say, and funnily enough, the reason I go during the day is because the other option is I go at night and I want to be around for the kids. Yes, no, <laughs> exactly. And so for me, yeah, my funny. choice is early in the morning. Or in the evening. Yeah. And, and so the they miss out. It impacts on them no matter what. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. if I was going in the morning and at night and during the day, like if mm-hmm. I was spending seven hours at the gym every day, yeah. who is that serving? Is yeah. that yeah. is that tilting and leaning into that serving my family and helping me to be the best mum that I can be. And, you know, for some people it would, that the answer will be yes. Yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. the answer's no. And That's so, right. And if you think about fly-in, fly-out workers cursed, that is, a, that is a really great example of the full tilt. I'm at work for seven days and then I fly back and I'm at home for seven days or we've got friends yes. that are police officers and it's like work 10 days straight, eating, sleeping, working. And then, hey, who wants to go camping and I've got time to take you bowling and let's have a milkshake after school. (laughs) Yeah. And so everybody's unique and different. And my point was that it has to be, it doesn't have to, nothing has to, there's no has Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a healthy model is doing it in community with Mm. those that are affected by your choices. So Amy, I am affected by how much you work so that I I could have a place to speak into that in your mm, life. Mm. I am not as – I am affected by your health as well, but I'm not as affected by how you spend t- your time with your family, <laughs> Do you know, mm, like unless yeah. it affects – our your ability to work in certain yeah, circumstances like yeah exactly but also there's so much like I I agree with you on everything you've said and yes. <laughs> I also think there is like particularly in like let's put like the business partner relationship aside and let's talk about yeah. family for a minute um is we're also individuals 100%. and how do you, it's a really fine balance in you, it's a really fine balance, no pun intended, um, in how other people's priorities impact on you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, 
edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rustolium. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I've got a um, lady I know whose husband got really into, so was not an exerciser, but then decided to start doing like Ironman marathons around Mm -hmm. the country and would spend all weekend riding and running and swimming, all weekend, and lent so heavily into it Mm -hmm. that the impact on the family was significant because they had young kids. Yes. And then I've seen it happen where actually leaning into something is for the betterment of family. Yes. So someone might be leaning into self-development or leaning into learning how to cook and cook well or leaning into decluttering. decluttering. (laughs) And, And even though the time spent leaning in may be difficult, the reward impact like it's not just about the time spent leaning in and I think I know Kirst you guys had this when your kids were younger and I had the same where we were both predominantly stay-at-home mums when the kids were little Mm -hmm. and our husbands worked and um, I think Simon probably worked longer hours than Cal but Cal traveled a bit for work and there was in our marriage an overall balance rather than just in Cal's time so Cal was leaning really heavily into work and I was leaning really heavily into family. And our our balance worked because it was about more than just one person's balance. Community. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and then, but there's, oh my gosh, I know, so I 100% agree. I absolutely agree <laughs> that there is like, we have autonomy. Like yeah. I have autonomy yeah. to go, you know what? I am going to go to the gym for seven hours every day, you know. And I'm sorry, family, that, but, but, oh, yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. and that's why I think that community can can be really helpful as long as it's in a healthy, the healthy aspect of community rather than the controlling aspect that community can be. And being okay that your partner or your teenager or your whatever may not want to have any bar of what you have to say about their balance a hundred percent yes and I think that balance looks really different whether you have neurodiversities or disabilities as well like some of the clients that we work with lean really heavily into a hobby or a special interest and there is no balance it is all in on that thing 
but that it can still be healthy even though it's imbalanced <laughs> because there are other things that are still important even though that takes the, the predominant part in their thinking or activity or hobby or time or conversation. Like yes, yeah. and that's why I'm like I feel like it's in community but also zoomed out so that you can be like, okay, I'm le- leaning into this for a season Yeah, and – I may not know when that season's going to be up. You know, like mm-hmm, Simon mm-hmm. used to be, uh, used to be well into cycling, and would spend at least half the day on Saturday out riding. And mm-hmm. so when we had really young kids, and yep. he would then tilt into family in the afternoon. But in my mm-hmm. mind, that didn't make up for the challenging morning I had yeah. had with yep. the kids on in in the morning, and. But now he doesn't ride hardly at all. And mm. he could not have told me at the beginning, oh, this will be over in, in 10 years. Yeah. Like, so yeah. sometimes we don't know what that season, how long that season can be for. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, so my point was that some things can be made in community mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can, and you can also take the big picture, the zoom out picture of like, okay, I'm tipping into my health for this season because yeah. I want to live a long life and look after you children and be mm-hmm. with my husband for a very long time. So mm-hmm. actually this might turn into a lifestyle yeah, rather than yeah. just a season. Just a tilt, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that I'm really – like how do we navigate, and we, this may not be a discussion for right now, but like let's turn it into decluttering. Like let's turn our eyes yeah, to decluttering. Yeah. <laughs> and if somebody is tilting into decluttering and their partner's going, oh, my gosh, are you ever going to finish this? Like yeah. how can you be so obsessed with this decluttering? And I think that um, at, in some ways at least with decluttering there's an end point because yeah. you can get your house to a stage where you're happy there's not always though I've got a couple of clients with OCD who have identified to um ask that they actually don't know when to stop like there are Mm -hmm. some things in you know our neurodiversities that mean that knowing when enough is enough is really Mm -hmm. hard and so you know and that can that can manifest as hoarding it can manifest as minimalism it can manifest as an eating disorder it can manifest as obesity it can manifest as isolation it can manifest as like being broke or squandering money like yeah yeah keep keep going I'm just no adding my many thoughts as we go (laughs) no and that's where I'm all like well how do you I think that this is where I keep coming back to like okay how how do you hold intention your desire Mm. to continue decluttering when you've got your partner going oh my gosh are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet like or Mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. too far gone into this like can you tilt back into family or can you tilt into not yelling at the kids every time they don't do something like Mm. don't put something away because now you're so focused on the tidying aspect of of decluttering like and can you just relax? Can you just chill? Can you just sit on the couch with us? Can you just play a game with us? Can you? Yeah. Can we get out of the house? Can we not get out of – like can we go home? Can we be in the house? Like if it's on the other side of the scale yeah. where yeah. 
So you think a part of balance is um, is the intentionality, but you being the decider. Like I think if you feel I can't tilt the other way, like if I was um, – if the kids were like, oh, please come and watch my basketball game. And I'm like, I can't. I have to go for a run. And I feel this compulsion that I don't have um, agency over the balance. I wonder if that is an indicator. Like whether when you can choose and you're like, well, I'm choosing to um, spend a lot of time reading at the moment. And it's not because I'm lazy it's because I'm choosing to, but when you f- have this compulsion of like something's not right and I can't not do this thing, is that an indicator perhaps that that the balance is the master rather than you being the master of balance? Yeah, or lack of balance in that case. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Your lack of choice. Yeah, like exactly. When you feel like I think that that's a really good thought to ponder on and maybe people can do that like and figure out if that is their truth Mm. does that Mm. make sense like because yeah I think it's a really I think it's a really good question like what what is driving a tilt yeah yes because yeah obligation intention yeah guilt fear (laughs) like why do people tip into work you know, and there's yeah, many, many yeah, reasons for that. Yeah. It could be because they they need the money or they yep. fear not getting the money. It could be that they're trying. Identity. It could be mm-hmm. that they're trying to avoid obligations. Like my mate came to the gym the other day yeah. and um, he, he's just got a newborn and I made some comment to him in jest, like going, oh, you're just avoiding being at home with your newborn yeah. at this time of the morning. And like, and and we had a joke about it, but like, that can be the reason that yeah. we tilt into things is yeah. actually avoiding our obligations mm. or avoiding relationship. Like yeah. sometimes, you know, you might stay at work a little bit longer or go out for drinks after work because your relationship at home is really tricky and it's just too hard. And so you do go to the gym on the way home, and you do, you know, you might or you declutter because you're busy at home because you're actually really anxious about going to a social engagement. So you say no to the social engagements because you've got anxiety or you've got fear or you've got whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's the – I think we're providing lots of questions and not many answers today, which <laughs> is totally good. fine. <laughs> we're, not the, we're not the experts <laughs> on mindset and balance and mm, what that means. Human we, psychology. Yeah, but I and I think – yeah, like I think it's good to question, to be a question. I know I say mm. this nearly every episode, but to be a questioner of your own values and your own motivations and mm. your own thinking around this stuff because what, you know, and I think that like it does tie really well into what does balance look like in decluttering and organise? Like mm, mm. do you do it because you love it or do you do it under duress? Like is your partner yep. pressuring you or society pressuring you or whatever Mm. is there a certain level of decluttering and organizing like that will make you happy where do you how Mm. do you tilt how do you tilt out of it too like you know how do you then go okay where's that line in the sand where enough's enough and I need to just start 
keeping on top of a tidy yeah. home. Yeah, and like, I just need to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an offset for everything, like when we talk about balance, is when you balance to one side, you know, what's the cost and what's the benefit? And I think everything that you're doing with balance is that cost-benefit analysis. Like if I'm mm. leaning into cooking, then, you know, I might be getting enjoyment, I might find it relaxing, I might save money. But also, it I takes love away all from these examples that you've given us today. I know. You running, cooking, you running. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing like all the things and reading. This is aspirational. The, yeah, aspirational. The one. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've said any, but yeah. So you're leaning into cooking. So there's like all of these, you know, whether that's you consider those things positive. But the offset is that you don't have time to keep on top of the washing, or you had to say mm-hmm. no to catching up with a friend, or you couldn't take your sister to her dental appointment I don't know like there's always the things that you're that yeah the cost benefit analysis is really important and that all comes back to your why so you can decide is Mm -hmm. it worth it yeah and acknowledging that there's different seasons and that we can Mm. tilt into different you know if you chose to breastfeed your children it's you know that it's only for a season you're not going to be breastfeeding an 18 year old yeah so like acknowledging the seasons that you're in and that some things you can put a finite boundary on it. That's really true, actually. What, about not feeding your 18-year-old? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll find a way to feed themselves. I found that, and I know this is, you know, us reflecting a lot on our own, but um, I have always really loved work. But we made the decision when our kids were little that I would, so I'd been a full-time worker from leaving school through till when I had kids. Um, Cal had studied for years, so I was the sole income earner and I really enjoyed it. I didn't, you know how a lot of people were like, yes, maternity leave. Like I don't, there's an excuse for me not to work. Not that the baby's an excuse, but like society says, oh, you should work. And sometimes there's a lot of people like, I'm really looking forward to, with with no pressures so that I have to go back to work. Um, I wasn't that person. I didn't look forward to it, but we chose to. And I I tilted in like I was the craft mum. Like, you know how all of the mums are like, craft is for kinder? No, no, craft was for 3.30 at Amy's house every single day of the week. And I really tilted into it intentionally, even though I was like, even though I would have loved to have worked, that was the choice we made and I loved it. But that season doesn't last forever. Like, Kirst, our kids are not at home anymore. Like they're Mm -hmm. at school for seven hours a day and then they're at basketball or dancing or taekwondo and swimming and then they're in bed. Like it's, yeah, the seasons change with the balance. They really, really do. Yeah. And so that's where it just comes back to being intentional about, you know, how, how, especially when you're questioning other people's, choices Mm. like your loved ones choices because you know that's not question rando's choices but if we're you know okay babe like yes I really want to support you in working really hard on this project at work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when is the deadline (laughs) so I can like just having that communication around setting up some expectations and Mm. then like being able to reassess like and go oh actually that project didn't finish and that was stretched on so just keep me up to date so I know that you know so I don't um 
get missed expectations because that's yeah, what yeah. hurts the most. Yeah. Like that's what's the most frustrating is that we thought it was, you know, you know, if it let's talk about a weight loss journey or like, you know, I thought you were just going to be spending your money on light and easy for until you hit this yeah yep this weight but no now we're spending we're we're continuing to spend it mm. <laughs> like yep. so just acknowledging other people's feelings about your their perception of mm-hmm. your imbalance or your tilt or your lean into something is i think just healthy to mm. have discussions and to be open to people questioning you. But anyway. Awesome. I, I'm just going to jump straight to a, in fact, before we jump to a review that's been left, we want to thank Coco, Danielle and Karen Van Meter for becoming Patreon supporters recently Yay. for us. Patreon is a way that you can jump on and be part of supporting the podcast. Um, Belinda is out and Jared both work on our podcast for us every week. And so we thank you for supporting us and supporting them. Kess, do you want me to read this review? No, I will. Great. Go. <laughs> it's from Joe Hillsley um, on Facebook, it looks like. Or Yay, it is it? a Facebook review. Yeah. So she says, I began listening to the podcast in September 2020 and have been working my way through the episode. I am up to the episodes recorded at the start of 2021 and between the call out for people living in New South Wales and people who like green, I finally made the time to write a review. <laughs> Go, Joe! I also, I have also literally just an hour ago joined the Head, Heart and Home course. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Thanks, Joe. Um, I listen to the podcast in the car and there's so many messages that resonate with me that I often find myself sitting in the car after I've arrived at my destination just to finish off an episode. <laughs> I also find myself repeating the messages to myself throughout the day. Don't put it down, put it away is on loop in my brain <laughs> as someone who has often felt overwhelmed with clutter despite good organizational skills i just wanted to say thank you to amy and kirsty for your podcast i love 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 it oh. and we <laughs> love you, love joe. love getting reviews from people like you joe and yeah. people who support our business in this way so thank you This week, we want you to leave a review if you have play equipment in your backyard. (laughs) There may not be a seesaw, but if you have any kids' play equipment in the backyard, whether you've got kids kids or not, we'd love you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on Facebook like Joe. And we will see you next week. Yay. Good luck with the balance. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.